I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast in what is the first preview podcast of the season with Sunderland playing Charlton in League One this Saturday. Yes, it's still true. We are in League One. Le- I don't know what that's that doorbell That's the um, <laughs> League, League One uh, doorbell. Welcome, to, well, League welcome one. to League One. Welcome to League One doorbell. Absolutely. Um, that was the voice of Gareth Barker there as normal. Everybody knows who I am, Stephen. I'm Stephen Goldsmith. We might have new listeners, Gareth. No. New founded Only optimism loyal. and Only all loyal that. loyal listeners. Allowed to listen. We have. Please tune out if you've never listened before. <laughs> we have a wise men say debut for James Copley as well. So glad to have you along, James, with us. Nice to Aven- be here. Thanks for having me. Finally. Yeah, been a long time coming. As you can hear, hopefully, um, once the file's been compressed, that we aren't in the studio. We are in a pub. We are recording. 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 Start as you mean to go on and all that. Yeah, yeah. We are recording from Two Church Lane, which is a pub in the city centre of Sunderland. I'm sure our locals. Know where that mm, is? Burgers and that. Mm-hmm. And well, chips. the reason we're here is because James is going to host a, a Sunderland-based quiz later on, so it's starting to fill up quite nicely. Already quite full, actually. Trying to trying full. to look around behind me without moving away from the you microphone. Can, you can hear, uh, it's quite a lot of background noise, so hopefully mm-hmm. that sounds all right as well. This is one of the experiments we're going to be trying. We want to go out once a month, every month, and do uh, a show in a pub somewhere. Mm. So if you fancy hosting <laughs> us, she will be in a peacock at some point, maybe yeah. John Cow, I don't know. We'll see. So if you fancy I was going to try and refrain us, from using the name of the pub we uh, we normally use to try and give Churchill in their moment well, no, it's tonight. All, the thing is, the best thing you want to do, you come down here, go to the peacock. It's a crow, pint. isn't it? It's a yeah, crow. Yeah. Dunny C, pint. <laughs> Dunny C. Come in here, or you could have something eaten here first. To Church Lane, or you go to Mexico Seven. You have to you as well. spread, never spread the wealth around. Looks pretty. Looks pretty good. That Mexico good for the 70. city uh, economy it and is. all that stuff. It's like the new West Sunny Side, but mm. now that's sort of picked up a bit now. It isn't is. It? It is. Not that this is a culture podcast <laughs> or anything. <laughs> we so can go know. down that we, route if you want. What West Sunny Side? We do. I'd have, rather steal this. No, yeah, yeah. No, not literally. <laughs> Especially um, on Saturday night when he's DJing in one of them bars down there. Oh, behave now. Yeah, we'll not start mentioning other people's bars. We'll not do that. We'll just talk. It's all it's about community. It's Stephen. all about Church Lane tonight, isn't if it? If one pub's doing well in the area, they'll all do well in the Two area. Church Lane. That's where we are. There's a quiz on tonight. James is going to host that. Um, I would love this to be actual live, so we could say, "Get yourself along if you still got time." But you know, <laughs> it will be starting probably by the time this goes out. And um, we have some stuff to if discuss you're tonight. In the Motty Raj, then you know, <laughs> when you finish your curry, I, 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 I went there on Sunday actually. 
Right, no, right. Come on, let's move on. Right. Lots of stuff to discuss tonight. Um, I want to get through. I want to get through general, the general owners' uh, performance this preseason. See what people think about that. We'll look at our signings. We'll look at the preseason form. We'll reflect on a couple of other things. A couple of uh, pieces of news that have have came out today as well. I want to start with the owners. Um, came in, didn't they? Like came they did come they in. Came. They're, they're here, galloping on the here. horses. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely here. Our knights in shining armour and all that stuff. Well, we'll see, won't we? Um, this can be difficult because when Martin Bain came in and he came on and he, he said similar-ish things where he said, OK, Sunderland are failing in the transfer market. We are signing players. We're not turning a profit on any of them. He referenced about you know how much we had made doing that and he said he was going to change it. Yet under his watch, we signed... And Dong, we signed Gilabodji, we spend over 20 million quid on the two of them. They haven't even bothered the arses and turned up for training and reported a training this season, so that's been disastrous. So it's not as, it it's not as easy, is it, to, to, to you know, it, it's easy to talk the talk, not walk the walk. Generally, um, I think looking at the players we've signed, the profiles fit what we've been mourning about uh, the lack of on the, on the podcast in the last few years. They look like young, hungry players who who see this as a step up. Our league status has something to do with that, of course, but I think it's a solid 9 out of 10 for me, certainly. Well, I think being a bit loose with some of the transfer news, but I would rather that than what we had before. I think mm. um, <coughs> Bain was a bit of a sort of Stepford wife, honey. Do you know what I mean? I like, don't know what you were going to say there, I'll be honest. Well, t- you started that sentence with Bain was a bit yeah, of a... Yeah, well, there's, finish it yourself. Your imagination to fill yeah. in the blanks. Um, he was a bit of a Stepford wife, do you know what I mean? Like this kind of perfect, like almost robotic. Um, spoil the film if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> robotic kind of identikit football owner who had all the, the things he was saying, the right things, but then didn't take long for it to, to malfunction under pressure. And that's that's basically what happened, isn't it? I mean, he he's an absolute disaster. Oversaw two, he'd, he'd two, ar- rele- oversaw he'd, two argue, he'd argue results have a lot to do with that. Yes, but like you say, he sanctioned the transfers of Gillibodji mm. at eight million pounds. He signs the players. That, well, he did sign the players at the end of the day. So when results don't go right on the field, it's mm-hmm. in part down to him, isn't yeah. it? I just like to make it absolutely clear that I'm not sticking up for Martin being in this in just this particular bald. segment of conversation. Bald union, you the, see. The daggers <laughs> getting looked at Stephen <laughs> across <laughs> this table now. Yeah. No, but what would you say? So, Jeb, we were just, just a quick. Still happy and everything. With a solid nine out of ten, I think, for the new owners so far. Preseason. Or for the owners. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's not just because they let us interview the manager on the first game. <laughs> I uh, mean, the, 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 his first day. I mean, the thing about the, I mean, we at the Red White Army thing the other night, and the, mm. the thing that's apparent is when somebody says, "What, a, however minuscule it is, what about this? I'm not happy about that." Stuart Donald's instant response is, "I'll look into it." Yeah. That shouldn't happen. I don't understand what that is, but I'll find out. Yeah. And if we can change it, then we will. Uh, this um, just clarify to some of our listeners who might not know what the Red and White Army thing was the other night. Yeah, it was the annual general meeting of the Red and White Army. Um, so there was people were re-elected to the, the board of the Red and White Army, and there was a Q and A with Stuart Donald and um, Tony Davison afterwards. Um, and yeah, that took place on was it Monday? Monday night. Monday night. Um, so yeah, if you if the minutes from the meeting will be up on 
the website, but I would have thought within the by by sort of middle of next week, I would have thought maybe sooner. Uh, so so check it out if you if you've not got involved with Red and White Army, so you can sign up in like two minutes really online. Um, but yeah, check it out. Just I'm to sure figure out what it is. Carry on. on what you say there, Gareth. I think it's refreshing that he seems to be learning on the job. For me, he at the Red and White Army the other night, he alluded alluded to a couple of things on Twitter. Maybe he has to rein it in. Maybe he has to change. He made a joke out of it. Um, and as you say as well, when when people come to him with a problem, no matter how small it seems to be, he's up for solving that problem. Which coming from what we've had with Ellis Short and the media blackout and not hearing anything about anybody, it's it's quite refreshing. So mm. you can put up with a a few stupid transfer stories and a few stupid tweets. I don't think he'd be doing had. that next summer, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. telling people how much he's offered for players and stuff no, like that. No. That's me being hypercritical, yeah, by the way. I think, you know, very, very impressed. Very refreshing. Not what we're used to. Nine out of ten. Nine and a half, almost. It was funny, because um, uh, Louise Wanless was there next to him. Hi, Louise, if you're listening. <laughs> and you could see her, like, pulling her hair out slightly, because she's probably used <laughs> to, like, thinking, oh, if he says something here, I'm going to have to, like, deal with the fallout. Um... But yeah, she's probably enjoying it a little bit more. Maybe I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was you could see you could see it was like, you know, it's a completely different. It's a culture shift. It's a culture shift across the board. It's a culture shift in the club. Um, so everyone seems just a bit more upbeat around the club as well. You know, this going in and the, the staff seem a bit more upbeat. The social media's improved. So I think, I think the, it's the players most importantly because the, it's 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 a good sign when players come out and praise the manager in particular. Uh, Jack Ross, who I think we all thought was a coup at the time, he, nothing he has said. Oh, look, me, it's going to come down to the results, but nothing he has said or done since has made me change my mind on that. But it's a good thing, isn't it, when players come out and praise a manager? That's not always the case because they might come out and say Simon Grayson's a nice guy, for example. <laughs> um, but I can't remember them praising his tactics. I can't remember them even praising Chris Coleman's tactics or even him generally. As impressive as Chris Coleman was to us, with some microphones in front of him you didn't hear a lot of that from the players now they, these players are going out of the way before the season even starts to say we like this guy and we like what he's all about I think what's interesting about Jack Ross as well is I feel as though like you know he could kind of do impressions of Simon Grayson and you know and, and, and Chris Coleman if you wanted to couldn't you you could say things that they'd say regularly Jack Ross is. It's, he hasn't it's, been it's in output, long enough for that but yet. No, his output. But he's feels, a clever bloke, though, isn't he? Just feels nondescript, mm-hmm. like in, in the nicest way possible. It's just been. You can't think he's just talking and and about the game and what he wants to achieve and the plans and and, and how they like to approach the game. Um, but there's nothing. There's no cliches or there's no. There's no bluster. It's just it's been. I think it's been a very. I'll low try to ki- mash cliches together like Grayson tried to. It's just been a get really, all confused. Yeah. It's just been a a real low. It feels like it's been very low key. I, th- I think he's quite clinical, and I think he thinks about what he says quite a lot. And I think that probably comes from his academic background. I think he's got a master's from a university in Edinburgh. Um, so I think he, he puts a great deal of thought into his words, written and spoken. And I think that's a positive because we've had far too often managers, uh, Paulo De Canio springs to mind, who've just come out and talked absolute garbage. <laughs> it's all about the. It's all about the results. It? Yeah, it's all about yeah. the results. Not everybody thought Canio spoke. He spoke a good game often enough. Uh, for well, me, the, the problem was though, the problem was with with what happened on the pitch mm. and the four four two 
and the, the side that he picked anyway. I mean, the worst pre- that was the worst preseason. I mean, that, that I and him being a fascist didn't help. Yeah, much. that that was a, a, a stumbling block. <laughs> um, keep, keep it on the football, lads. But, <laughs> yeah, wish he did. Um, but that preseason, we played. We've had four and a half games this preseason. I know we played Dundee in, in a training ground game right to start, mm-hmm. or whatever format that took. Um, but we'd had what we had in that preseason. I think we played the. 40 minute or 30 minute side game on the muddy pitch in Hong Kong then we played the final and then we'd that was proper games and then League One doorbell there it's it League One doorbell um, it's going off keeps yeah. going off <laughs> like it's, just a, it's the, a constant uh, reminder to football, our listeners yeah. that we're actually in League, in League One, one yeah. just in case you haven't absorbed that information and yeah. took it in yet but and then we played Michelin at the end of the at the end of the pre-season but I think before that we played like the Mafia 11 or something in like a training <laughs> crown game it was like something random Mussolini's like 11 Danny Graham scored about 5 or something yeah was, we beat somebody 15-0 yeah. or something it was like Paolo De Canio's mate like pub team or something <laughs> and we had three proper games and one of them was that on that mud bath against mm. uh, Tottenham this pre-season that, that's a concern but the positive around it is we lost the first one we drew the second one we won the third one and then we batted the fourth team and then at Middlesbrough for everybody who, who was there mm. and the, the suggestion was we were dominant in that game yeah I mean, um, I, in pre- I mean he, he's come out and said himself marked improvement every game yeah. Mickey Loff who was supposed to be here tonight has been in most of them my brother's been at them all so I've had a good chat with him about it Nick Barnes has obviously been at them well, all Matthew was supposed to be here tonight and he bailed first yeah. and there has yeah. been a marked improvement in every game which is important when you're trying to implement a system I like that in, in the, because if you can think that the first couple of games so Dalek and Hartlepool if Jack Ross was kind of the kind of manager who thought right system isn't that important now I'm just going to put some players on to get some minutes under the belt um, and just ease themselves in the game we probably would have won those games quite comfortably yeah. but when you're trying to implement something and you want your players to get on board with it it does take a little bit of time to, to for yeah. the players to grasp it and understand and it's good the St Mirren was the icing on the I know we played Burr after that and played really well against a, a much better team than St Mirren but St Mirren felt like the icing on the cake a little bit uh, Jack Ross must have been pleased with that going to his old club and it, mm. a lot of people saying what have you done Jack and he's saying alright there you go yeah I mean I mean when any game 6 nils, no a good effort really yeah. no, matter what, no matter what it is Um but you know the true reflection is it's going to be um, that's a, like you say a lot of the players come out making noises about the, the, the way they play and the, what the know the know the jobs and far too long you know defensively last season under both managers poor going forward under Grayson was all right we scored a lot of goals um, but obviously when Chris Coleman came in he tried to shore up the back and it didn't really work out. Because um, individuals are making too many mistakes, I, like I still think that was probably down a lot, a lot down to the individuals. Um, but at the same time, the, you know, the questions will be asked about the coaching and the setup and, and how people are dealing with with set pieces, situations, whatever. Um, this year, it's, it is like you say, in the players coming out, it is nice to hear little things, you know, like people talking about the. You know that they're set up and they know what they're doing, but it's all been very. I, I do feel as though, even though, what's all, I don't know if it's because the ownership's been so open and forthright and out there and telling us everything that's happening. 
that the football in itself is, is just ticked along in the background mm. and that's going to change on Saturday because it will be all about the football transfer window closed on Thursday yes the loan windows remains open until the 31st so we might see some of those like Jilabodji and Dong people like that leaving in, on loan I wouldn't be surprised um, people are probably waiting for that to capitalise you, you, you do wonder about their thought process when they're trying to get moves away that doesn't reflect well on them for any interested buyer that suddenly you know I know, it the, I know, now, I know it, it matters less because of, the, because of the way of the world and the agents influence and everything like that however it must hinder them a little bit because, think, because clubs are going to be looking they're going to say hold on a minute you're, you're trying to sell me this player and because he, he's, he doesn't want to play for this certain club he's just not bothered to turn up and he's, he's prepared to take a fine for it I mean I think it speaks volumes about Ndong especially that he was relegated with us and then he's gone on a lot of Watford halfway through the season and he hasn't well I think he made one substitute he was, he was on the bench once maybe and he didn't feature for them at all I think that speaks volumes about his attitude for one Dillabodge went to France and had a decent-ish season but I mean I imagine his wages are going to be quite a stumbling block and for a League One club I mean me and my friend Michael were talking about this before we came to Church Lane that if you can get like Catamol Dillabodge and Dong Kone off the off the wage bill. Do you think he's in a hurry to get rid of Catamol? I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. Well, I think if, if, they were, if you were going to have one, if he was going to pick one player on the books, a, a high earner would be him because at least he can. He knows the club. He, let's be honest. We said this last season when we got relegated to the championship. But let's be honest, Lee Catamol should be okay. In League One. Well, you don't know. He do doesn't you? have the legs anymore. He's not going to do. Well, he's he, match first game last season. Yeah, he's, he's went, not. Kind of went down. He's, he's not. There. He clearly wants McGeoch to do a certain job. I think similar to maybe what Catamol did under Poyet. Perhaps that's what it looks like to me on the surface. Mm. Not sure Catamol has the legs to do that anymore. But you, you can't tell me that he's Lee Catamol and his, his range of passing everything, which is I don't know. perhaps underrated. That in League One, he's not going to have a space to, to be okay. He, he might get a bit space, but. I- I ask you this, he may well have a, a decent range of passing at this level, but Lee Catamull's game's about running, it's about charging in, it's about you know stamina, it's he's about intensity. And I don't, I don't think he can play any other way. He might well have a... He might, he's, yeah, his passing's ability is underrated, but I think for the way he plays the game and has done for the past, what, 15 years of being a pro, I think he's going to struggle to play anywhere. Right, I, I, I mean... W- it's interesting, and we'll see. I know that Ross likes not not long ball because he likes to play through the middle. McGeoch obviously dictates a lot, but he does like to get the ball to those forward players quite quickly. Before we get onto that, and who we might who we think might start against Charlton, what we'll do is we'll have a look at the signings that we've made up until now, and, and see what we what we think about what we think about them. Um, and Gotland obviously is the first one. What we're going to do that might I tell you what, James, if you want to just remind us and the listeners of the. I know Wyke's on the way, isn't he? Of the, of, the, yeah. of the ten signings that we've made so far. So we've got Wyke provisionally, we've got Jack Baldwin from Peterborough, we've had Dylan McGeeck from Hibernian, John McLaughlin from Hearts, Glenn Leuvens from Sheffield Wednesday, Alan O'Turk from some Turkish club that I can't pronounce, <laughs> Bolaspor, uh, Tom Os- Flanagan. Turk. That's the one I. Tom Flanagan from Burton Albion, Rhys James from Wigan, Luke O'Nine from Wickham, Chris Maguire from Bury. Jerome Sinclair from Watford and we've seen most of those players now we haven't seen all of them um, McGeoch's the standout one the goalkeeper you mentioned Gareth as well looks th- those are the t- I mean, well, I mean Scottish I, team of the year for a I start mean, both of them are in the Scottish team of the year Rhys James I think has been promoted twice with with Wigan um, Tom Flanagan's been promoted with Burton Albion I believe 
um, people are probably tweeting and saying, oh, that's not the case, whatever, that, that's fine, I'm not totally sure. Um, <laughs> but we've got players, we've got players there, and Lugo 9's come from a team that's got promoters. A lot of people are tipping Luton to go up again, um, and that just shows the momentum. Now, 09's an interesting one, I think, um, when you see the, I know people will say, oh, it's videos or whatever. A lot of Sunderland fans are going to be going off videos. It's the reaction from the Wickham fans that, yeah, that, that excites me more than anything. And when you look at it, so you, the videos, it's you know, you, there's plenty of videos. I mean, I remember you know the video that was going around when we signed Anthony Stokes, you know, mm. scoring all those goals for Falkirk. I thought I watched the George Yaldor. Yeah, I watched the all nine one, um, and it was more. It was really interesting. The the technical ability seems to have the quickness of thought. Some of the goals he was scoring, where he'd nick the ball away from somebody at the last minute, the body shape. His techni- he looks technically very good. Um, looks like he's got, you know, set piece ability, scoring from range. Um, knows where to be, right time. You know, if you've got Honeyman. Say obviously Honeyman well, he, he's there to captain. buzz around McGee. You McGee, would have thought, thought and, and, and cut them all. That'll be certainly that, can't do that. Exciting. To I get back to what Jim said, I think that's really exciting because um, you're going to have a genuine box-to-box midfielder. Um, I mean, what I would worry about in the middle a little bit is physicality. Stature. Yeah, because McGee looks a bit short. I think on nine's only about five foot nine. He looks quite um, slim, yeah, and uh, small. And Honeyman is as well. How tall is Ethan Robson? He's six. He's got to be six foot eight. Ethan oh, Robson, hasn't with he? His noodled haircut. He's probably <laughs> six. Foot so eight. he could be. He could develop into that imposing figure potentially. But he's still very young. But he's not going to play. You wouldn't have thought he's going to play alongside McGee, would you? No, no. So it's going to be 09 who's going to be like I think we've paid, we've paid a fee for 09. It's so we've paid a fee for, I believe. No, Was sorry, Baldwin in the 09. And Charlie nine. Wyke's going to be another. And, and Wyke, I feel as though that 09 is probably somebody who we're going to like see a lot of, um, and. He looks quite a dynamic player, and I think that'll be exciting. I think people will be excited by him. Um, when he, people will ask, I don't know whether you make the step up, but there's probably not. It's probably easy to make the step up from League Two to League One. Five foot ten, Ethan Robson, according to the ever-reliable Wikipedia. Well, it's that hair in it. it mm. is the, he looks class. taller than that. I'm yeah, surprised at that. In orders, but I do sound sounds bad, but I don't really. I don't see a lot from Ethan Robson. I know it's terrible and. He had a good game. Um, it's not terrible if you're thinking. <laughs> it's a good game. He had a good game um, against, against Hull. Hull. Had a shocker against Brentford and was hooked at half time. Um, that was probably our worst performance of last season at home. I don't think you're going to come against up against a team as good as Brentford this season in League One. No, but basics. Um, I think. But this was him first in the team. Oh yeah, as well. you're right. You're right. And, he, and he's Maybe had a, he's had a pre-season of play with Jack Ross as well. Well, he, well, he, he hasn't. But he's had a groin problem, hasn't he? He's, he's not played a lot of games. He's featured some more. Yeah. Uh, he's been training. I mean, so he get, gets used to the system and um, yeah. understands what's expected of him. Yeah. I well, guess. yeah, but I, I can't. If we've signed, if we've spent money on all nine and and, and McGeoch in there, I would expect them to, you know, the kind of player that apparently all nine is. But the, this is a great thing as well. I mean, again, the squad's an unknown quantity, the division's an unknown quantity. It's difficult to predict. I was listening to a few. I was listening to the um, the football, totally football league show podcast um, earlier, and the, I think it was Sam Park and I can't remember the other guy's name and, and Caroline Bark, and they were kind of talking about Sunderland and 
the, the pundits were kind of a bit unsure about what we'd do but then they had the bookmaker on afterwards and we were favourites mm. um, is that just because we're Sunderland um, is that because of the There'll players be an element of it, I would have thought um, I mean Barnsley beat us twice last season yeah. and, and they've, they've kept they've kept, they've kept their all the team players good, they? so they'll they have physical they're a physical side um, obviously they've got a new manager so that will depend on how good he is as well mm, mm. Um, but they've got physicality that, that's a, I think that is a, it's the lack of physicality in the side is a worry White will give you a bit of that um, would you would you say we need another striker up top as well aside from White apart, aside I would from say White. so I mean Sinclair looks like he can play anywhere across the front it, it's yeah. slightly disappointing we've had to go into the loan market I think Um but I guess at that time they wouldn't have known White was going to come in and another forward was going to come in. So I can understand them saying, OK, we can have one lone player in if it means we're guaranteed a centre-forward for the season. I can, I can understand that. Um, and he's, again, yeah, he's got something to prove, hasn't he? He's dropped a couple of divisions. He's, he's, he's a Premier League player, so he's certainly got something to prove. Yeah, and it, it, I think the... The one, the people are talking about Billy Sharp now... Mm. thing is though if you've got White and Sharp and Sinclair and Madger I mean it's we haven't bad. talked about Madger I mean he does, I think he, it'd be a sh- I think it would be a shame if he was comp- he was like ended up being third or fourth choice because mm. you, this is the opportunity for him to probably develop he showed glimpses as well against Fulham he, he took his goal nicely at the Stadium of Lights he, he's got something there but he's still very young in League One's his two goals f- against St Mirren were brilliant the uh, way he gave the keeper yeah. the eyes and, calmly and that's, that's promising as well because obviously Scottish football is quite physical League One it's going to be very physical remember pre-season he had an excellent pre-season last year under Grayson he scored a lot of goals in the pre-season and people were talking about him starting against Derby but he got that injury and he was out for ages I think he would have started against Derby because James Vaughan was shocking and he had a poo pre-season you know he missed two penalties he was low on confidence and we went into the season <laughs> with him uh, and, and Graben now Graben and, and Madger are probably similar-ish players but if you had you know um, Madger off Graben and sort of just that withdrawn and I think that's I feel as though that's Madger's best position I don't feel he's an out and out striker I think he's a bit like I've said this before a bit like a Bentner type striker who drops mm. wants to drop deep get on the ball Flick it. He wants to create space for the players. He wants to, you know, he, he, he wants to create opportunities for other players. He's a good passer of the ball, um, lays it off nicely, all that kind of stuff. But he has got a, a goal scorer's instinct as well. Um, but we can we can we rely can we rely on that promise because we need. I, I know there's. What do you think about the expectation? Sort of setting that's been so be- almost be- like people be- checking before themselves. we do that before we do that um, we put a little slot in in case we need a break and then I'll tell you my brother actually um, took some of those players to the airport of Portugal in his taxi is this a story yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I've not had two pints in so I could do with a break to go to the toilet it's, anyway, it's so. not a great story but there all you these go. taxis here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, we are going to talk about expectations and uh, discuss what we think the team might be this weekend. Obviously, we do have some injury concerns. Uh, what I mentioned uh, just before we had a little break, about my brother's story. It's not great, by the way. Nothing, nothing like major happened that could like hit the papers or I'm anything like really that. Sold it now. He, <laughs> <laughs> he just he picked up. Um, he was sent to a certain address to pick up Maja to take him a to certain address. Well, I'm not going to say where it was or anything like that. It was Hendon, wasn't it? No, nothing wrong with Hendon. No, no. didn't um, say there was anything wrong with Hendon. To just take, to take him to, to take him to the airport uh, for the Portugal camp. Um, so he started driving. In a certain direction, and then apparently, Major. Um, oh, at first, sorry. At first, he started just saying, "Oh, you, you're going, you, you know, you're going to Portugal." He says, "No, I'm going to the Newcastle Airport." <laughs> and he said, <laughs> "He said, yeah, well, I know, but yeah, then so you go, you go to Portugal, yeah. well, take off. And then he says, I, yeah. "I would normally, you know, if you were playing a game, I would have gone and just tried to have a little bit of chat with him and that stuff." And he says, oh, "All right, okay." And then he put his headphones on, <laughs> and um, my brother started driving in one certain direction. He says, "Oh no, no, you need to, you need to go and pick up." A couple of the other guys, and brother says, "Well, you know that wasn't in the instructions. Nobody told me anything." So he, he went somewhere else, and he went to pick up Joel Azaro um, and Barley Mumba. And he says, um, "Barley Mumba, bless him, was getting dropped off by his mum, and his mum was kissing <laughs> her face off him before he got in a taxi and stuff like that." And then Magic got out the front seat, jumped in. Um, he said, "Him and Azaro, you know, like the things that um, Deli Ali does when they score a goal, they have all these oh, like so no. he, him and you know, those two were doing that." Azaro, Magic. And uh, yeah, what just to do that with after a no, game? No, just to know, so we don't <laughs> oh, okay. see that happen. Um, so they were doing that. They jumped in the back seat and made Barley Mumba get in the front. He said it was weird because they were both sitting in the back of the taxi, Azoro um, and Maja, with the headphones on, but it looked like they were texting each other because they were like laughing, looking at each other, and like laughing probably and stuff like that. Probably your brother. <laughs> 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 was he wearing his uh, baby blue to genie tracksuit? No, he'd have been wearing his work gear. Yeah. Um, but he said, so that, that left him to speak to, to Barley Mumba all the way out of the airport, and he, he said he was absolutely lovely. said, so nice, so interested in, in his day, and uh, what games he's watched Sunderland play over the air, uh, what games he's supported Sunderland over the years, and stuff. just said, very, very nice man, a lovely, lovely kid. His emergence has been interesting as well, and it's you just hope it gets to that point where he can't just walk away from us. I don't think he would do that, judging by his character. He was a good spot today with the um, with the captaincy being revealed as well on Twitter. It was on on Barley Mumba's arm, and I nearly fell over because I was thinking, bloody hell, surely not. And then Sunderland being a, a banter club, then <laughs> yeah. uh, then switched, and uh, George Honeyman's got it. But yeah, I thought that was that was a good touch. I mean, intentional intentional banter as opposed to inten- yeah, intentional yeah, yeah, banter definitely. that we've seen. When, definitely. Um, we, when Michael Proctor used to do it into the light with me and Gareth and he first started doing the coaching stuff and he was the under-14s, under-15s and we would say then, you know, are there any standout players that are going to come through? And this was when Barley Mumble was probably 13-year-old. I think it was probably 12. 12, 13-year-old. And he said, um, it's hard to tell for the majority of them because they're much of a muchness. Quite often, most you know, most of them won't make it. That's just the way it is. Sometimes people like Jordan Henderson can come quite late and develop quite late. He said, however, we've got this kid called Barley Mumba, 
and he's unreal. He says he plays anywhere, anywhere, and he says that if he plays if he plays fullback, he's man of the match. If he plays centre half, he's man of the match. If he plays centre midfield, he's man of the match. If he plays up front, he's man of the match. So Wait. Proctor told us that quite some time ago that this guy was a big talent he said that he'd probably end up being a fullback yeah but obviously he's been playing in the the middle of the park Um, but he can play like everyone says he can play anywhere Um, and you know maybe he would be a replacement or a a similar style to 09 by the look of it do you you know what I mean like you'd probably pair either 09 uh, or Mumba with McGeoch or uh, Robson like in in style, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's it's exciting to 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 think you've got this this prospect, somebody who's it can't be understated, a sixteen-year-old lad playing at, at any level. Mm. In, in 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 the people who have are people like Gareth Bale, people like uh, Theo Walcott, people like Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, people like. Uh, Sessegnon is Fulham who looks phenomenal um, you know the, these are the players who play at 16 uh, Deli Alley people like that they get the chances because they're that good now if he gets 10-15 games a season um, in, in, in some capacity remember he'll play, he'll play in the Checker Trade Trophy he'll play in the Checker Trade mm. Trophy no doubt about it um, he'll get games and by the time he's 18 he might have 40, 50 adherences under his belt. Well, you look at uh, the England squad at the World Cup, a lot of them had lower league experience yeah. and quite a bit of lower league experience as well and that's that's obviously been detrimental to their uh, progress. I mean, we, we've saw, we have seen obviously the benefits of our academy previously when you look at people like Pickford and Henderson who both playing for England in the summer getting sold on for for big amounts of money that keeps that makes the whole thing sustainable doesn't it and, and it pays for the academy but we really really seen the benefits now being in League One because some clubs in our position might have really struggled to put a team out here but we've got some academy products who we probably aren't ready for the Premier League yet or even the Championship who we would have said had we had we still been fighting for survival in, in the Premier League, we'd say, well, those look at some of those guys, they're probably League One standard, bottom championship standard. Now, suddenly, that's where we are, League One. And these guys are ready to step into the first team. So that, a that's a be- massive advantage. They're probably a little bit better than that now, people well, like certainly, Gooch. Certainly, Gooch is, is, is better yeah. than League One. I mean, Gooch yeah. looked very good when he made his debut against Exit. I mean, the one as well mm. look, we've got, we should look forward to come back is Duncan Watmore. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. He was could have been a Premier League player if he had a run the thing is with Watmore I agree I'm looking forward to him coming back but it's how he comes back as well especially from the injuries he's had I think ACL's on each leg was it? No he's just the same one is it the same leg you've got for a a player that relies on pace and and speed you you wonder how he's how he's going to come back he might have to adjust he might have to become a bit more intelligent and he might have to he might have to change his style a bit well you'd you'd hope they say that that the ACL's not as bad not as a car crash of injuries it used mm. to be but and then Ca- again two on the same leg and Callum Wilson's the example isn't he he's come back from it twice oh, yeah. and he's still a player who's quite quick when yeah. you see him play. I mean apparently it's a bit freakish to do it twice on the same knee um, it's not especially now because I think they use um, I think they use uh, what do you call it uh, donated school degree uh, yeah they use donated uh, donated ligaments I think because they used to be a graft so they'd either take a bit of your hamstring or a bit of your patella tendon 
you can put that in but now I think they use the mm. use like basic cadavers and use donated donated uh, how does one donate ligaments, ligaments? well you die do you, yeah. do you, get, do you <laughs> get a donor card yeah. or yeah yeah you die is that an option <laughs> you haven't got a choice well you have got a choice <laughs> yeah um, but uh, yeah I think that's what happens it's not something I'd be that concerned about if I died would be my ligaments like maybe my eyes or something but your ligaments you can, well, you can, so you can see see in the afterlife somehow haven't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you can't walk around that's fine. That's Somebody will wheel me. I've lost me pace. I've lost me pace. Yeah, so that'll be. And then you look at the forward options we've got. I mean, we haven't talked about Maguire. Um, you know, you've got Maguire, well. Maguire, all the mix. Um, McGeoch, obviously, he's not. I just wanted to say all, another <laughs> mix. Um, Honeyman. Um, Gooch. You know, Gooch. Sorry, I think I said Gooch. Madge, um Sinclair, Wyke. Uh, possibly another. You've got if he brings another thaw- a forward full of options there, and we're going to have, you know, the people talk like I was dead against us being the Czech Trade Trophy. By the way, when we're I think we talked about it at one of the live shows in London actually, um, dead against the Czech being in the Czech Trade Trophy the under twenty three. I think it's ridiculous, but we're in it now. I want to win it. I want to win that competition. I'd, I'd, people can talk about being too bit, whatever. I tell you, it won't be too bit if you get to the the quarterfinals, area semifinals, area final, whatever. It won't be too bit then. You want to be in the final. You want to win the thing, and you've got to play six of the players who played in the previous game as well, so that they stop you from doing the wholesale change. So you've got to do, you've got to play the the, the six six players I think who've started the weekend, so it, it stops them from doing wholesale changes. Mm. I know the attendances weren't great, but I think the the introduction of the under twenty threes, a lot of people weren't happy about, it and they killed it a bit. Um, we didn't have great success, even though we've got good under twenty threes. Um, we didn't have great success um, in in that competition. But we've, I think we've just got to. Would you, if you, if somebody said you win the league and you win the Czech Trade Trophy, do a little dance for you now. Oh, to be you, honest oh, with you, you, you I'd, I'd love, I'd love another. Like well, it's, it was it's, great it's, going to win. It's a laughing it. It's making a statement. Is it? You do almost feel like I know you said there. You know, it's too, uh, too bit and stuff like that. You do feel like that would have to come with a promotion, or it does look a bit. I just think you it know, does look a bit. Win it and go on about it all the time. That'd be nice. <laughs> so it's better than the Fairs Cup. That's what I would be saying. We are we are speaking here and saying how exciting all these attacking options are. You mentioned expectation there before we uh, before we had the break. How do you, how do people think? What do people think the expectations are? How have we gauged that from from fellow fans? I think. Recently, there's um, there's become a bit of an acceptance that this could be a, a long-term project, but obviously we don't want to linger in League One for too long. So I think you're looking at a really, really, really strong push towards promotion, if not getting promoted this year. If not, maybe not disastrous, but then the year after, it's it's go up or bust, really, for me. Do you think people have... I've noticed a bit of a tone of people checking their expectations a little bit. I think that's just the nature of Sunderland fans that would be disappointed that often. Is. I don't. Know, I think. I think people have been a little bit because the new ownership coming. I, I, I think because they've been so open and people want to back them. I think they're almost like dialing it back a bit now to give not an ex- excuse. I don't know if that's a stronger word. If we don't get promoted to say, well, it wasn't their fault. It was, it was Short's fault. But it's interesting the arguments that put forward for us not spending this year are the are. We. It's a weird one because they don't. It's difficult to explain. They don't really. 
They don't. They don't. You've been cut off by the background noise. They don't. Losing your train of thought. Gareth's been recognised by a fan. I'm listening to the cocktail. I'm thinking, yeah. So the the excuses people made for short. You know, you should spend regardless. Should spend regardless. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter about debt or whatever. We need to still should spend regardless. Now it's oh, we've got to be financially stable and safe. It's like well, it's, that was the say that was the reason why we spent it the way is, we did last year. If it's been explained, no, it has been explained thoroughly. Well, I know, but at least you can get on board. But it doesn't take a lot of work out of that we've spent a lot of money on rubbish and now we've got no money left. Yeah. That that's the bottom line. And we were paying loads, and people kept on saying the wage bill is too high. The wage bill's too high. No matter how many times people said it, it didn't matter. People were like, "Why aren't you spending the money on this? Why aren't you spending the money on that?" And now it's like, "Oh well, you know, it's not their fault. It's Ellis Short's fault for leaving the club in the mess." It's like, "Well, that's the reason why he couldn't spend. He couldn't spend his way out of it." So now we're in the same situation where people are making. I would say the ownership came in and were very bullish about our chances of getting promoted this season. They set an expectation right at the very start. They've got to live up to it. Well, I remember doing doing an interview with ALS with Stuart Donald in the Black Cat House, and he said once once Sartori comes on board, he's got you know he's got expectation of us one and one at one time being like a top twenty European club. So when you start saying stuff like that to fanzines and stuff like that, obviously there's going to be an increase in expectations. Yeah, and that's what I think. And w- whether that's wise or not is a different thing. But we can't be we can't be faffing around. I, I like, in, I like in a bit. One. I like a bit of that though. I, I like I like no, the I, bullish, well. I like I like the bullishness. I do and say, well. do you know what we are too big for this. And but you can't. But at the same time, you can't then tempt. You can't have people tempting afterwards going. Well, you know, if we stay behind this that's division, that's down to those people. Though, isn't it that? is. But I'm saying you, you can't. You, you've. If, they t- if that's what they say, you know, people live and, di- live and die by it. We've had Mara Burn the past doing the, you know, selling the best players relegation model and hit, they'll get beat, beaten with a stick about that. Numerous quotes of Martin being over his two years in, at the club where he's been beaten with a stick about it. If you start failing, you start struggling, people will start beating people with, with sticks about certain things or they'll make excuses. You do feel because of all this that it's important we get a good start on Saturday. Um, yes, it's a new start, it's a fresh start, new owners, new players and stuff like that, but fans have long memories and Sunderland fans certainly have been through the mill in the last few years. On that note, I don't think I'm going to say I'm concerned. I'm very disappointed that it looks like McGeoch's not going to play. And also, fl- I no, no, I said, it, I said it looks like he's not going to play. Flanagan, I think, has looked very competent as well pre-season. Um, he has experience in this league and the one above as well. But then Baldwin will come in. You would have thought alongside Luvens. Yeah, but Flanagan's been playing in, in that system and stuff. No, I, I, I'm saying I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not concerned. But Wake's coming in as well. He's not ready to play. You just, I just wish. And every club has the same. Charlton have their own injury problems, for example. But. I, I do look at these players and think, oh God, I just wish we had those players in because we'd be flying. And if we we could make a real st- a statement to the rest of the league here because we're on first before everybody else. I'm disappointed it's a 12 o'clock game on Sky because I think people won't go because of it. Some people. Oh, we sold 26,000. No, we, we have, yeah. Um, but uh, I wish it was a 3 o'clock uh, Saturday kickoff. However, this is our chance to make a statement to the rest of the league because, like you mentioned Good earlier, pe- pe- people, well. people are discussing. Sunderland and they're not quite sure we're looking at it more than they're looking at it they're not quite sure who these players are what the managers are all about so that everybody's eyes are going to be on us here and it is like you said Charlton are a decent team 
it's a great opportunity this and hopefully the players are going to are going to grab it I mean we were speaking the, the wise men say group chat uh, a couple of days ago and all of the nationals are going to be there because it's a week before the Premier League starts and yeah. Sunderland being the car crash it has been over the past couple of years the, there is much value in a story upon us getting beaten or you know or will we be the phoenix from the ashes there's, there's a lot of narratives there there's, there's a lot of angles there so you just hope to God that for once on the first day of the season on telly we put our best foot forward for a change because how often have we tried on the first day of the season and completely failed I think nine years is it <laughs> was that when we beat Tottenham at home on the first day or was that Bol- I think we beat Bolton, Bolton we? Steve yeah. Bruce I'm sure it's nine seasons Darren Ben scored Steve Bruce's he? first game yeah, Darren Ben scored first competitive game the first home game I think we won it, it was, was that that's uh, probably the last that was on telly that, to be fair that, that summer is probably the last time I felt this optimistic about signings being made Steve Bruce when he brought in Catamore he brought in Bent um he brought in Lorixana. Yeah. He brought in some good players that summer, and he, put, he did put a good team together initially, Bruce. Um, before we move on to, to sort of loose predictions and stuff like that, the announcement of George Honeyman as captain today. Thought, mm. Thoughts? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, that would kind of sum up George Honeyman's Sunderland career, I mean, that I wouldn't think, it? I think yeah, he polarises opinion. On. I think you. you Leuven's would have been an obvious choice, um, but will he play every week? Probably not. He's thirty-four, isn't he? So Honeyman's available to play all the time. Rarely gets injured. Do you think some of this has been, uh, you know, there've been a lot of rumours and perhaps more than rumours that he's been linked. <laughs> who started them with um, <laughs> Championship? Where you've seen, you see it all over the place. I'm just saying though, who, st- who started the rumours? Well, it was the agent. Well, the, the ownership were happy there. Suggest that certain players were not happy to to to, uh, he, to be. He said the agent said that. I don't mind that either, to be honest. Um, did, so, do you think this has been? Do you think this is tied up in some way? Do you think this is linked? That this is a you know this is a, a carrot for him as well. Come and come and be captain. He's a Sunderland fan, isn't he? Um, I think people were surprised when, when they when they when the owners come out and, and you know and name check Margaret Bird and said you know he, he th- he's thinking he's wanting to move on. I think the owners did that for a reason, to be honest. I, I mm. think they've done that to put the ball in Honeyman's court because it's clear, and they made it clear from day one, that players are very different to their agents. I think he's done, they've done that for two reasons. One, to throw Margaret Byrne under the bus a little bit, and the second one, to put the pressure on, on George Honeyman to to deny that, really. And, and, and I think him agreeing to be captain certainly does that. Well, if, if, if they've done it to put pressure on him, and then they've given him the captaincy and they want to hope he's going to sign another contract really because I think his, his deal's up in a year is it? So to well, give him because he got he, tri- he got that automatic con- automatically triggered that so contract So he got two? two I thought it was two I'm not sure it two? It's a top, that's off the top of my head That's Mickey's uh, Mickey giving us that line before the, uh, before the game Two years was it right? Okay, so if he's got two years, it's it could, even then it's still a bit short-sighted, really. Possibly if if, if he's really not happy and Margaret Byrne wants to move him on, and so it's like I, I'm not, I just can't believe he's, he's not happy. Any any other contenders for that? Uh, Leuven's would have been an obvious yeah, one because he's Leuvens. again he's supposed, he's supposed to be very good in the yeah. dressing room, Leuven's. And again, we we mentioned earlier in the in the podcast about the profile of some of these players. You said people who have been promoted with clubs before, a lot of captains as well, and a lot of leaders. And Leuven's apparently is very very good in the dressing room. Again, lots of ex ex teammates of his saying you know good move, skipper, and all that stuff. Similar to the 0-9 Thing with the reaction from the Wickham fans 
you can't not be encouraged by that. No, it, it, it is encouraging. They just you just want it to start now, don't you? you just mm. it's been like it feels as though we've been waiting since um, you know, April really for, yeah. for something to happen. We knew what was going on in April. We knew we were probably going to be in League One. We knew there was going to be a change. Fortunately, it's it's gone well off the pitch. It looks as though an initial inspection has gone well off the pitch. We've kind of got what we all wanted. But now it's about Saturday and it's about to start. And, you know, I'm really looking for... I mean, we were at the AGM the other night and managed to get a sneaky peek at the new seats. Yeah, yeah. Went up and had a look and looks great. Mm. You know, I don't know why they didn't do the rest before the start of the season. They have plenty of time. But it looks great. Pitch has gone back to the bigger size. Hashtag exclusive. Si- Simon Grayson's master plan out the window. Yeah, that's it. It looks like it's gone back. It's gone back to the bigger size. Um, but it was just great to go up and you know drink that in. And I can't wait till Saturday now to get you know to go there and you know the expectation and new new ownership, new manager, new group of players. And if we can just get a win, and and, and just you know indicate that yeah we're Make we're a, statement. a decent team. We're on the telly. We're not. We're not just gonna, you know, flap about in the league, and people are gonna be saying, "Well, what are, what are, what are Sunderland all about?" They're still recovering. This has to be the start of the recovery. You know, has to, it has to be the beginning. Of, of the, Will I mean, we win the five-year, the five-year plan or whatever? People always talk about the five-year plan. We had this at the AGM the night somewhere. Where do you see something in five years? Like Somebody said Bolshevik Russia. Yeah, hopefully the the um, Premier League. Not not in the Russian mm. league. No, no, no. Probably That'd probably, probably, probably closer to some of the teams in, uh, in 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 Russia from here than um, some of the teams are within the same country. But yeah, that's the that's the hope, isn't it? That's he's saying we, we want to be mid-table Premier League or in the Premier League in five years. You know that means we've got to get out of this league first attempt really, and then we've got three three uh, tilt the championship to get into the Premier League. I think, I think a lot of Sunderland fans could take being in the championship for a little while. We've been there before, haven't we, for a while? No, so just, I don't know. But we're not like we can't be overly arrogant and decide that we're going to win the league this year, win the league next year, straight back in the Premier League. No, no, the I'm championship's not, no. a hard I, league to get out of. Well. I know we're skipping a season. It here, is, but, but I think when things go well here, two, and, and, the gra- and the grounds fall, and you know, you know what it could be like. I, I, go, I will be. I don't know. Well, we'll if look, we go, say we go up this season, remember there have been a set of teams come down. And then there'll be another set of teams come down from the Premier League. Now, teams don't always get promoted back to the Premier I League. I think Tull more and more, we're, we're relega- more, more and more relegated teams are going to be in a mess. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, they are yeah, yeah. because because the way the Premier League it's been a different animal from the rest of the from the rest of the divisions for a while, but it's becoming it's becoming Obscene, so it? yeah it's becoming so separate. And what's happening is these players will will move on. You lose money. You, you know, you lose all the TV money, you lose money on the transfers, and um, I don't want to go off on a tangent. I just think it's going to become more difficult. It'll be interesting. Stoke, Stoke uh, take the Newcastle route out and then throw money at it. Do we think before we wrap up, what do people think? Do you think we're going to win the weekend? <laughs> there wasn't an instant yes by anybody. It's, it's, in fact, there still hasn't been a commitment to a yes. This is by anybody. It? You, you can't you can't commit to Sunderland doing anything you expect them to do. Expect the unexpected for me. You, you, we could win five 0 We could lose five. Those injuries 
concern me a little bit. It's, it's, I would be very confident if, if it wasn't for that. The, as it is, as it is now, well, I would say, without sounding pessimistic, people shouldn't get too disappointed if we draw the game, is what I would say. I just think if they go and show that they've, you know, that they've got something about them and they know what they're doing and all that, that would be great. But remember, we started last season and people were like, after three games, like, oh, it's great, this. And then, you know. We didn't. We we won what one in seventeen or whatever. I can't see that happening again because if we if we if we start like we did last season for a start we've got a competent goalkeeper and we've got we've got competent defenders I think and I hope and we've got energy in the team. I think and we lost a lot of that. I think it's a shame we um we lost that forty five minutes against Middlesbrough just to be quick. I think another forty five minutes against them playing as we were, I think that could have been really really beneficial to our season. But as is the Sunderland way, we didn't get that. Okay, well that is um. Well, first preview show of the season out the way we will be back on Monday well I, I might be back Gareth will definitely be back on Monday um, Stephen Elliott's going to join us as well on Monday um, we're, we're gonna do, the preview ones we're still going to do this season we're going to spread it around a little bit and Frankie Francis is going to do next Thursday's and preview our next game mm-hmm. for you we're going to mix it up a little bit as we said we'll, we might come and do some in a pub we're going to do some from, from Gareth's house we do have access to studios as well so we're quite blessed with our options Really? It's like a Sunderland forward line, so many <laughs> options. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening. I hope the quiz goes well tonight, James. You're sticking around for Gareth. I think um, so. I mean, I haven't got a team at the moment because everyone else has bailed. So. Do, do it with Mickey over there, look. Right, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, not, I'll not feed I you any answers. the last though. time that we did a Sunderland quiz, we smashed it and we, we got did. two questions wrong. We did. We would like to thank um, Two Church Lane for having mm. us as well. Uh, do drop us a DM if you're involved with another pub we have actually already had somebody come and approach us but we'll be doing Very our normal much. thing at tap, the, we've been tapped we'll tapped. have already been asked to do something post-match by somebody we'll be back in our, we will be doing our normal Saturday 3 o'clock things before the match as well in the other venue that we're linked with um, that's going to be it's fine it's going to be September the 1st that one because um, it's the first Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff we have at home Stephen Elliott's already said he's going to do that one um, so a lot of Stephen Elliott at the moment. I know, it's just that's very, what happens when you become mates with somebody, heavy. though, isn't it? I know, yeah, I know. That's friends a, that's now, a football friends. friends. Football friends. <laughs> Stephen Elliott friends. Yeah, we go back to our RTE days actually. <laughs> Before we move back, less of that. Listen, never mind D me. <laughs> look at me. Every, ooh, look at ooh, me. Look at I was at that. Wise men say um, exclusive match updates for RTE and pathetic. <laughs> well, you know, when you had your media accreditation, you should have done more, shouldn't you? Should have went round and made more mates. Problem is, no, you. <laughs> you you usurped us. That's a problem. You, I was I was in, down in the pecking order. For, for those for those who can't see, which is everybody listening, Gareth's got his finger in Stephen's face. Pointing, <laughs> pointing. pointing. I would love it if I beat you. <laughs> love it. That's probably enough of that for everybody. <laughs> Thanks to the venue again, and we'll look. It's League One. Hopefully we'll get a result on Saturday and we'll come back with smiles on our faces to talk about that. As always, thank you for listening.